Hear the word of the Lord, John chapter 11, verses 1 to 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Judeans are just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Judeans had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Judeans who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet 
and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Judeans who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Judeans said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Judeans, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Amen. We've been looking at John the last few in these very long stories. And John's gospel, I hope you've begun to realize, is full of metaphor. There is a lot of metaphor in John. Light and darkness is a metaphor. Water is a metaphor. Bread and wine are metaphors. And today, in our text that we have today, death and resurrection are metaphors. Death in our text today represents all that causes our life to stop. And there are so many things, I think all of us would agree, and so many times when it just feels like our life gets stopped or cut short. Any of those things that cause us to lose hope, that fill us with dread or keep us immobile, keep us from living that full and abundant life that Jesus has talked about in the gospel. Now for John's community, there were some very real problems they were dealing with that conspired to take their life. For John's community, this metaphor of death represented an oppressive society where they were under Roman rule. It represented uh, a, a community that had rejected them and persecuted them. It represented a, a religious body that had rejected them. And it represented oppression 
and exploitation and economic oppression. It represented a life that was perhaps out of their own control. For us today, the symbolism and the metaphor of death is a little more nuanced than that. For some of us, it's, it's those things that conspire to, to lead us. It's the, it's the grieving of loss. Maybe we've lost a love or we've lost a, a life or we've lost a job or we've just lost our way. We can't seem to find it. For some of us, perhaps, it is the heavy weight of depression or anxiety that seems to steal away our capacity to live and our, our ability to move forward. For some, it's, a, it's an overwhelming guilt. For some, it's an overwhelming sin that we have yet to acknowledge or hand over to God. For others, it's some unknown element in our life that we just can't seem to let go. Unknown to others. Known to us. Some past hurt or harm that's come to us that steals our ability to live fully in the world we live in today. In other places, some places in the world, oppression, economic and otherwise, is a real thing. I'm sure there are times in this world we live in when it feels like there is oppression in our own lives. And certainly it would be easy to look around the world and feel a sense of things being out of control and a loss of hope. Instead of uniting, we're dividing. Instead of looking out for each other, we're looking out for our own. Instead of finding joy, we just find things to complain or hate or be bitter about and assign blame. It feels like the world is really in a crisis. It feels like the world is really plummeting toward its own Death. Death is at the center of the story we hear today. Jesus hears of the death, or at least the dying, of Lazarus. And they're far away. They had left Jerusalem because Jesus' life was being threatened. They wanted to take Him out and stone Him to death. And so they fled away from Jerusalem. And they were in hiding. And in fact, even when Jesus heard this news, they spent two days debating whether or not they should go to Bethany, which is right outside of Jerusalem, for fear they might get killed. And His disciples tried to discourage Him. You shouldn't go. They tried to stone you just last week. You, what are you doing going back to Jerusalem? But Jesus insisted that it, I need to go and be there with Lazarus so that God's glory might be revealed. 
the disciples, Timothy said to them, well, if Jesus is going to go die, why don't we go die with him? Again, in John, death always has a couple of different meanings, right? So you can think about that for a minute. That's another sermon. But So they go. You know, when we're facing our own life, or rather those things that death represents in this metaphor today, it takes boldness. It takes courage. It takes getting up and moving searching, facing things down, going forward. Jesus and his disciples could have held back and stayed where they were. They boldly went to face their fears, face their oppressors, face death. Of course, immediately Jesus runs into the mourners and runs into uh, Martha who, says, who starts looking backwards and starts rethinking everything that had transpired. If only you had been here, things could have been different. But as it is, it's not. If only we had done things differently. Jesus seems to be saying to her, don't look backward, just look forward. Because Lazarus will live. And of course, Martha jumps way forward and says, Oh, I know, yes, in the last days when God finally brings things to fruition, Lazarus will, will see him in the resurrection when everything's taken care of. And Jesus says, No, 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 don't look that far forward. Come back a little bit. I mean today. Life is coming to Lazarus today. Life is coming to you and me today. So easy for us sometimes to sit back and and be like Scarlett O'Hara. I can't think about that today. I'm going to think about that tomorrow. Just put off those things that are so painful and difficult to do. Put them off and we put them off and we say, I'll deal with that when things calm down. I think we should all know by now, things never calm down, do they? Jesus says, no, today, we're bringing life today. And in the midst of incredible, overwhelming sorrow, Jesus faces down death. He looks into the abyss, the tomb, calls out death. Lazarus, come out. Jesus calls out those sins that shackle us. Jesus calls out that despair that seems to keep us from moving. Jesus calls out that hidden shame that is such a heavy weight that we carry around. Jesus calls out that pain that we keep trying to numb in a million different ways. Jesus calls out those things that we need to get rid of. Jesus calls out those circumstances that we feel like there's no way to get beyond. Jesus calls out our despair and our anxiety and and our sadness and our gloom. Jesus calls out our despair. 
And he reminds us the things that he told Martha that day. I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, Martha said, I know Lazarus will be raised. In the la-. no. And Jesus says, no, I am the resurrection and the life today. I am the resurrection and the life. And you can throw off the weight of your sin and replace it with something else. I am the resurrection and the life. You can move forward. You, can't, you don't have to be stuck where you're at. I am the resurrection and the life. You can heal from your hurt and your pain. I am the resurrection and the life. You can stand and walk and run and fly. I am the resurrection and the life. We can get through this together. There is a tomorrow. There is a new day. There is life after death there is life after sorrow there is life after grief there is life after loss there is life after failure there is life after sinfulness there is life after being a victim there is life beyond the world we live in today. And what we are charged with today is not to depend on our own strength and our own courage and our own capacity, but to lean on those promises through Christ from God. I am the life resurrection I will walk with you I will give you the strength I will allow you to face those deep dark corners of yourself and I will love you even after you've been honest (laughs) and I will love you even after we've worked through the difficulty you know an AA there's one of the steps is to do a, a, uh, a searching and fearless moral inventory. As we face down the death in our lives that, that keep us from living our lives, we are called to not, to not just do that kind of thing, to, to have that searching and fearless inventory of ourselves and then wallow in how awful we are, a better plan is to let let God do that. Walk you through that. And be with you as you do that. And to love you through the facing of your own issues. (laughs) Baggage. And shackles. This morning, uh, and we've been... We've been leading here all through Lent. We've been coming to this place of Lent is that time of self-examination. And this we're called out on this last day of Lent, this last Sunday. We are called out of our tombs to face down our death. 
the fears and the sins and the pains and the shackles and the bindings that keep us from living a full and abundant life. God is walking us through our deepest fears and calling us out and inviting us to live a full and abundant life in Christ. My prayer as we wrap up Lent that you will boldly and I will boldly face my death that is within me and within my life. Choose life. Let us pray. Our great and loving God, as we as we mull over this metaphor of of death and life, help us in our own life to choose life. Help us to remove those obstacles, those life-killing elements of our life, so that we might indeed walk forward in you. Christ, we pray. Amen.